Hello, everybody. My DGENs, our DGENs, welcome to Degenerate Takes. I am AJ. This is my co-host, Noah. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Brofict1, Noah at and underscore Engelbretson. And so, Noah, I want to start off today by telling you something. You know, we've been talking. I've been looking for a job recently. Um, and the job market, you know, it's hot. There's a lot of jobs out there. But with that being said, you know, I'm expecting a big deal. You know, I'd be expecting to get paid a lot of money for my services. I'm pretty good at customer service. I know what I'm doing. But then I see these deals that the athletes are making, and that was signed recently. Um, the biggest one that I'm shocked out, you got Luka Doncic, uh, you know, the guy who uh, carried Slovenia all the way through the Olympics. Honest to God, carries the Mavs every season as well. Supermax rookie extension contract, five years, 207 mil. Now, let me tell you, Noah, I can't imagine staying at any place that I've applied to for five years. Um, but then again, I'm not getting paid $207 million. And so I do really think the Mavericks have set themselves up for, for success here. He is better than Dirk Nowitzki ever was. And he really can lead this team, especially if they get some other placeholders around. I think this is a great deal. Congrats, Luca, for making that money. Uh, what do you think, Noah? I don't think it's fair to call him better than Dirk Nowitzki when he's only, what, two years into the league? Yeah, he's better automatically. He's just that much more athletic. He's he's just a better all-around player than Dirk is, or was, for that matter. That is just not a fair comparison to make this early in his career. But I, I do think uh, – I'm not super surprised by it. You know, I get the vibe from Luca. He's definitely like a, a hometown type of guy, wants to – Oh, yeah. You know, he's – you know, much like Giannis with the Bucks, like he could, you know, could have set himself up to leave and go somewhere else and join a super team. But I think he wants this to be like his team and wants them to build the pieces around him and have success with Dallas. So that's definitely. Cool. And, and he's definitely one of those players that you can build around, you know, he's big, he can shoot. Um, and then even talking off the court, he is personable. He is very good with the media. You have no problem sending him out to do that stuff. So Mark Cuban's got a big signing there and a personality in himself. Um, and now it's really in the like in the Mavs court. Like, what are they going to do now with Luca? Are they going to waste these next five years, make the playoffs a couple times, but not really make a run? Because I think that's kind of what they uh, are risking out at this point is wasting these five years, this two hundred seven mil, and not really making a run. I don't think so. I, I think keeping Luca there, especially if you give him another year or two to develop here, like it'll it'll make other big name players possibly want to go to Dallas to join up with Luca, um, with him being the centerpiece. And uh, yeah, we could see a couple of years down the road if they add the right pieces, we could see an interesting Mavs team that could be poised to, you know, do some damage. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, at least we know. And this is kind of good for the Mavs that anyone over the age of 34 is going to the Lakers. And so they're not going to waste their time going to the Mavs. So the Mavs are going to get a bunch of good young players that might want to build around Luka. And, you know, they'll be with the Lakers. I think it, they could be. I'm sorry. If they played their cards right and everything, they could do what the Lakers did, have a bunch of mass signings and build a brand new team if they wanted to. But, you know, with Luca being a younger centerpiece, they would surround him with younger players. You might throw one or two vets in there just to kind of keep the pace of game. But 
it would kind of be a reverse situation that we're seeing in LA. And if that was to happen in Dallas, I think then Dallas shoots up those odds to win the West and even to make it to the playoffs, I think change drastically with this Lucas signing. I'm very excited to see what's going to go on and hopefully the Mavs do right by him. Yep. Uh, like I said, it'll be uh, pretty much all reliant on what pieces they do and uh, what pieces they're capable of adding around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about another player that got a massive contract because um, apparently that's just, it's just that time of the year. Um, now this player, Messi, you know, he was with Barcelona his entire career since he was 16 and he was heartbroken to leave. Um, as you know, Noah, I was, um, I've been a big Disney fan my whole life. I was heartbroken when I was sent home from the, the um, working for them, but I didn't have a two year, $41 million <laughs> deal on the other side. You know, this is insane. Don't get me wrong. Messi is one of the best players in the world from what I've seen. And I don't watch enough soccer to really know what's going on. Um, the crazy part to this deal for me is that the only reason this deal happened is because the league Barcelona's in said that they couldn't pay him the contract. I want to say it was in the 200 million for another five years, kind of like that Luca deal was. Um, but it was their league that blocked him and said, Barcelona, you can't can't sign him, dude. You're SOL. Because they apparently had a deal in writing ready to go. And then the league came in and said no. Um, soccer's crazy. What do you make of this, Noah? And did PSG just become the best team in La Liga or whatever league they're in? Um, <laughs> I don't want to try to dive too deep into that without knowing crap about like <laughs> Most of those I don't follow very closely. So I'll just keep it brief and not, you know, try to talk out of my ass about something I don't even know. Fair enough. But, I mean, I, I can't see how this is a, a bad situation for, no. you know, PSG or any other fans. I mean, be a huge jersey seller having Messi there. Um, I mean, he's still pretty productive goals wise, um, even though he's. I think getting up there in age, maybe not. He's uh, 34. So he's still, he's still okay. in his prime. He's still got some time to play some soccer, but eventually we will see a drop off. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. He's still one of the top tier players in the entire world when it comes to soccer. So that that's never a, a bad addition to any team. No, absolutely. And kind of like LeBron James or, um, Tom Brady, you know, you get a superstar like that on a team, that whole culture changes and how team people, excuse me, how people perceive that team completely changes. Um, don't get me wrong. This isn't going to make me watch more soccer, but I hope, hope Messi does well. I'll watch a game or two when it gets interesting and I want to throw some money on it, but hey man, not bad leaving your home team to go make $41 million to beat them. <laughs> But um, you said forty-one. Yeah, two-year, forty-one mil, um, forty-one mil deal. So not a, not I, a bad uh, penny. For some reason, I thought it was more than that. I could be wrong. I think that was the Barcelona deal. The Barcelona deal was for a shit ton of money and a half. You know what I mean to stay at home. Uh, so I don't know. Um, this is the first time I've really heard oh, of soccer oh. kind of effing up a contract. So that's interesting. What'd you find? Gotcha. Yeah, 41 per year. I thought you were saying 41. Oh, over per two. year. 
I thought it was uh, total. Yeah. I did not know it was per year. That's my bad. No, that makes a lot more sense. So shoot, <laughs> 41 mil a year, two years. So that's what an $82 million deal. I bet you there's incentives plus the jerseys and anything else they can sell with him. Go him, Messi. Go Messi. I might buy his jersey yeah, just well, for shits I mean, and giggles at this point. Yeah, he's a rich, well, he has been a rich man and he's just getting richer, I guess, which shouldn't be any surprise to anyone. No, with that talent and everything, there's no reason that he shouldn't be getting paid that much money. Um, just like anyone in the NFL or the NBA or MLB, if they're making that much money, they definitely deserve it. Uh, so, yeah, um, shifting a little bit off of all the big deals, let's talk about another rookie, though. Um, Trevor Lawrence in the news recently, mostly because Urban Meyer has come out and said that, hey, we don't know. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is our starter. Gardner Minshew hasn't taken a shit since the offseason because he doesn't believe in being number two. Who knows? It could be Minshew coming in. And like I said um, a couple weeks ago, I think I want my quarterback who is willing to not take a shit for a couple weeks to be the best. Um, you and I, obviously, big, big Minshew mania guys. That He's got a flow that's unbeaten, a mustache that is legendary. And every once in a while, he likes to win some football games. Um, what do you make of that, Noah? Do you think Urban Meyer is just kind of blowing smoke of everyone's ass, um, trying to humble Trevor Lawrence, the number one draft pick since he came out of the womb? Uh, what do you make of this in uh, Jacksonville? Yeah, I don't – I just don't – I don't know how you can not – I don't know how you can use the number one overall pick on a player and, and not start them. Yeah. Now, if we're Simple talking like if we're talking like fifth, sixth, eighth pick in the first round, then you know if you got options, you go to them. But if you're drafting in the top like two or three, you're drafting that person because you plan on starting them. And yeah. I don't, so I don't see anybody, you know, barring an injury, I don't see anybody other than Trevor Lawrence. But on the other hand, I mean, you, you got to play whoever if you're a coach, whoever you feel like is the most ready and whoever, ultimately, whoever gives you the best chance to win. And yeah. if that's not Trevor Lawrence, then, you know, then they should, they should play Minshew in there. And I think uh, like he's going to give them a better chance to win games. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, going off that though, with uh, the quarterback, that'll give you the best chance of winning. Um, we haven't heard about Tebow in a while. We don't know if he's taking some wildcat snaps. We don't know what he's doing. I mean, realistically, this could be a three-way quarterback competition. And would I love to be a fly on the wall in that quarterback room? Because what are you doing? You got a guy who flushed out after having a couple uh, good playoff wins. You got Gardner Minshew with the most legendary hair in the NFL. And then you got Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's one hell of a quarterback room. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Minshew or Tebow start uh, game one just to kind of give Trevor Lawrence that. Um, but, yeah, I really don't know what Urban Meyer is doing in this situation. He's going to start. We all know it. I don't know why. he's Like, I feel like he might be just being nice to the media, giving us something to talk to talk about, you know? It's not going to be Tebow. He's, not, he's trying to make the roster as a tight end, not as a quarterback. There's... There's no way in hell. He's not even in the quarterback room with them because he's not in that position group anymore. If he's wildcat, sure he is. He has to know what's going on. 
and you brought him in because of your, no. his expertise, his um, being a veteran and everything. He can teach Trevor Lawrence uh, how to be a quarterback better than Gardner Minshew can. Gardner Minshew has barely been in the league as it is. So I would rather have Tebow, like, uh, mentor um, Lawrence than I would rather have Minshew. Tebow was there because Urban Meyer was his college coach, and he begged Urban Meyer to give him a roster spot, and Urban Meyer said yes. End yeah. of discussion. There's no other... Yeah, we'll see if he even makes the 53-man roster. He might not even make it. He will. Mark my words, he will. He'll be starting opening day, too. First drive, first play. We'll see him lined up at tight end. I, um, I do like that, you know, some of those comments are floating around, though, because it seems like everybody's just, with Trevor Lawrence, they're just expecting him to, like, come in and be a pro bowler and be this yeah. Hall of Fame-level quarterback right away. Look, he's going into his rookie year. He's not going to have the teammates around. Like, this, you know, he's going to be on the other end of how he was almost every single game he played in college, where his teammates and his skill players were way better than the other teams. So they had a bunch more separation. He had a bunch more time. Now he's going to be on the opposite side of that most games, where he is on the shittier of the two teams. He's going to have a lot less time to throw the ball. His guys aren't going to be as open. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him struggle like most quarterbacks do their rookie campaign. Yeah, and I don't think it says anything about Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback or as a quarterback he will be in the future. That's just what rookies go through. This is a completely different game from college. Literally everyone at every position that's ever played in the NFL has said that. Um, so, I mean, he'll be good. Like we said, uh, they'll win a couple games here and there, but um, regardless who's that quarterback that – at quarterback there, that team's going to be a mess. It's going to be a dumpster fire just while they keep rebuilding. You know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, you know, that's the key. You just got to hope coming into the league when you get stuck on a shitty team that they can rebuild around you good enough or you just got to, you know, or you just got to produce on a terrible team yeah. until you can go elsewhere. But, uh, you know, you look at Joe Burrow last year, he got – beat the hell up and, he got uh, killed dude he got killed <laughs> and he's probably coming back for round two this year so yeah that poor kid he got beat up more than a rock and sock and robot dude like he i swear to god his head is like fell off three times last season on some some sacks um hopefully he can stay safe this season but we'll see um more quarterback talk real quick uh the packers came out and they said that jordan love it looks like we'll be taking the majority of preseason snaps. Um, from my recollection, this is the most Jordan Love we're going to be seeing, I think, period. I don't think we've seen him play any football. I don't think we saw him play last preseason. Um, as a Packers fan, Noah, as a Packers owner, how are you feeling about seeing the future of the Packers uh, take some snaps in preseason? I think it'll be really good. I think it'll be um, just really good to see where – where he's at all the you know you have everybody you know media fans speculating like oh he's yeah, I'm gonna be so terrible blah 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 let me remind you we have not seen this man take a single preseason or regular season snap so it's like uh, who knows he might just go out there play like two quarters and just you know put up like 220 yards and three touchdowns 
Yeah, who or knows? He might look terrible. I don't know. Now, I, don't think, I mean, I don't think I don't think a couple preseason games are really going to you know answer all the question marks or anything. It'll sure give people more to talk to and maybe a little more insight onto like what he might be like. But um, I just this is not atypical for uh, Rogers though. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played a preseason snap since I think 2017, 2018. So as he's started getting older, he just he. It's like it's not even worth his time to play in the preseason. Yeah, and it's really not. He shouldn't be played playing. Excuse me, playing in the preseason whatsoever. Um, but let's say Jordan Love goes out there. Mind you, it is preseason football. He's going to be playing against a bunch of second teamers and people that aren't going to be making the team. Um, let's say he does go out there, and let's say he puts up thirty points. He puts up uh, four touchdowns or whatever. Um, do you think Packers fans would then be pissed off about the whole Rogers dispute and everything and think like, Hey, we got a guy, we got to just go with him. Or do you think they're going to be totally chill with the whole Packers thing with uh, Rogers? No, because it's, it's fucking preseason. <laughs> it does not matter for shit. The only thing preseason matters for are the guys who are trying to make those last 10 to 15 roster spots. Yeah, that's the truth. That's unfortunately the truth. There's nothing else to it. And then the other part is just getting reps for some of these guys so that they're, you know, fresh and, you know, being able to take a couple hits. But that's why you see a lot of the starters play a drive or a quarter in these games because they don't want to be taking a bunch of hits and just, you know, get in there, get a couple reps in and then, and then be, be done for that one because the last thing you want is, to get injured with some serious injury. We see it with a couple players every year where it's like, man, you get an injury in preseason and then you're out the first part of the season just because some stupid, meaningless preseason game. Yeah, or or you're out the whole season, you know, simple as that. Just one play, one missed up. Um, it's unfortunate, but a part yeah, of the game. ACL and yeah, you get a non-contact torn ACL in preseason in practice and you're missing the whole season. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And that does suck. Uh, um, but last thing really quick about quarterbacks. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Um, last thing about quarterbacks that I'm looking into and kind of curious, I haven't looked at the lines yet, but I was thinking about it today. Um, and it was brought to my attention. The bears are uh, playing this weekend. Um, we're probably not going to see much of Andy Dalton. If we do, we'll see a drive or two. But that means Nick Foles is going to start and come in. So I think now, without looking at lines, and this is preseason football, but I think taking the Bears to win um, this upcoming Saturday, I, I forgot who they're playing. But, I mean, you're going to have a Super Bowl MVP as your quarterback for most of the game. And then you might throw in your rookie for a drive or two in the fourth quarter. Just something to look forward to this weekend um, as we come up on more preseason football. But um, with that being said, we are less than a month away from NFL football, real NFL football, and even less time away from college football. And so we need to dive again into another division. This week, we, today we will be doing, excuse me, today we will be doing the AFC East. Noah, Dolphins. They are a team that last year spent their, well, they, they went through the whole campaign. They tanked for Tua. They got to Tagovailoa. He had not a bad season. 
He did not have a bad season. He just didn't have a season, I think, that everyone was looking for him to have. We do have to remember that it, he is a it just rookie. It just wasn't good. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he wasn't bad, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say, like, dude, this guy sucks. I don't want to write him off from last season. Because I think he played about as well as a rookie could do in that system. You know what I mean? And um, definitely having Fitzpatrick fall back on and, you know, work his Fitz magic and everything was great and really helped uh, lead the Dolphins to a lot of those victories. But um, Noah, what are you looking for in the Dolphins this year? And how do you think they're going to do? You know, I, um, <clears throat> they, they were a fun surprise last year. And I think they'll be decent again this year, but I do think we'll see a slight amount of regression. I don't think Tua's – he's not a guy who's going to go and win you games. Um, like, he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes generally, which is nice because you don't see a lot of those bad interceptions or stuff like that. But he's not someone you want to be relying on at the quarterback position if you're – you know, if you get down two scores in the third quarter and you need – need to make a comeback and get back into a game. He's not really your guy, if that makes sense, to bring you back into a game. Yeah. He's a good game manager, and that's, you know, that's fine and everything. And then on the other side of the ball, just, you know, the, the problems with Xavier and Howard and, you know, some of that. I think their defense takes a slight step back again, too. So I think they'll be, I think they'll be a decent team, but uh, I, I wouldn't look for them to really blow anybody away. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't a team that's going to make a playoff run by any means necessary. They're still in a deep rebuild. They got a couple more years until I think they're good. Um, I do think Tua's the answer. I do think Tua can do well in this system, in this NFL. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Especially in this division, dude, where really your only competition is the Bills and sometimes the Patriots. I think the Dolphins in the next couple of years with Tua as long as they can get him some more weapons, some more toys, protect him, and then keep that defense as solid as it is, um, you know, we could be looking at a playoff team in the next couple of years. But this year, not whatsoever, in my opinion. Uh, their over-under is nine and a half games. Uh, to win the division is plus 340. I think nine and a half games is high. Um, I think the under is the smart move on this. I really don't see them winning a lot of games this season. Uh, Noah, what do you have for their uh, floor ceiling? I just need to say real quick, Alabama quarterbacks do not make it in the NFL. They are not good. They're never good in the NFL. Name one Alabama quarterback who's had a successful NFL career. That's, that's right. There's, there's, there's zero because you know how many – you know how many playoff wins Alabama quarterbacks have over the how many last Noah? fifty over the last fifty years? I'm pretty sure that number is zero. Really? Come on, it can't be zero. There is no way in, in games they've started. Yes. What? How many? What am I looking up? How many Super Bowls? No, no, no. Just playoff wins. Not even. Okay. Super Bowls. How many playoff wins? Do Alabama quarterbacks have? Do Alabama quarterbacks have? I'm pretty sure the last one was in like the early 70s or something like that. That just doesn't make sense though. Like, all right, Crimson Tide starting quarterbacks. No. No, wow. 
No Alabama quarterback has won an NFL game since, uh, no. Okay, since 1987, that's impossible because that's that, that makes no sense. Um, I don't know. I'll have to research that Either one way. a little bit more because that seems like bullshit, but I'll let it slide this time. I'll let it slide tonight. Either way, Alabama quarterbacks, not good in the NFL. Never have been, never will be. But all right. That being said, my uh, my floor for the Dolphins. I mean, if the regression is worse than I think it'll be, I could see their floor being down at like I don't know, seven and ten. Um, may, maybe as far down as six and eleven. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think their ceiling's higher than 10, 11 wins. Probably, I guess it's a ceiling, so I'll, I'll say 11 and, uh, 11 and 6 for their ceiling. All right. Six and and uh, four. what do you think their actual total is? You have $100 you have to bet right now. Predict their record. I'm going to say 8, 8, and 1. We're going right 8, at 8, 500. and 1. You Only didn't say a team was going to have a tie this year. Well, yeah, so I got to be consistent and have two teams tie, right? You know? Yeah. I think you had Jacksonville tie, and I, do, I could see one of those games being a tie. Um, I think I got them. I have them at 6 and 11 this year. I'm going to be slamming that under at 9.5. Um, I think they're an okay team. I think they're rebuilding. I don't, I'm not expecting anything from them whatsoever. Uh, I just hope Tua can figure it out because I think once he figures it out, if he can, everything will click. Uh, going on to the next well, team. If you, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, if you remember last year, they were they were a different look team and they were better when they had Fitzpatrick and Tua. And they, they kept doing the weird like switching back and forth shit with that and still ended up with, I think, 10 wins or... Yeah something like that nine or ten wins maybe yeah absolutely um, i just think with uh Tua being your sole starter and not really having a backup like fitzpatrick to lean back on that leads uh leaves the door open to lose a lot more games and that's why i'm sticking with six and eleven um i i think they're gonna lose a lot more games than they're gonna win just like you said earlier Tua can't close it out he's not that guy when you're down um, to make those drives. Maybe he does make that leap in one or two games, but he's not going to consistently do that for the season. Um, honest to God, that's why I would stay the hell away from him in fantasy. If I had to pick up a quarterback, even if it was a backup quarterback, I would stay away from Tua at all costs. Um, yeah, he's not a, not a big numbers guy. No, not whatsoever. Uh, with that being said, um, a fantasy quarterback that I am kind of high on who I think could get you some sneaky points and be a solid backup. Uh, Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Um, Noah, you and I loved Zach Wilson when he was at BYU. You turned me on to him when they were just a covering machine last season. BYU just did nothing but cover until they went ran into uh, Coastal Carolina, right, in that weird game that they kind of just made up. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough game. Yep, that was the one. <laughs> that was the one. But besides that, Zach Wilson had a great season. Um and he is poised to have another great season with the Jets, I think. Not a winning season whatsoever by any means necessary, but still 
somewhat of a decent season. I think we'll see some good um, promise out of Zach Wilson and this Jets team going forward. To win the division, they are at plus 1,700, and their over-under is at six games. Uh, Noah, what do you think about the Jets this season with Zach Wilson being a rookie coming in, and um, do you think they're going to be better with a rookie quarterback than they were with Sam Darnold, or do you think it's the same old Jets being the Jets? Um, I mean, they'll be, they'll be better than last year. I mean, it's hard, hard to get worse. Um, I do think, uh, you know, I will, I will take a rookie year, Zach Wilson and my take, whether you want to call it a hot take or not, is Zach Wilson will have a better year than Sam Darnold will with the Panthers this year. Ooh. Okay. And That's pretty it's hot. It's going to be funny because because all you people who are really high on Sam Darnold still, for whatever fucking reason, I, I can't tell you why people still trust. I, I can tell you why. That, that I'm one of those people. It. I can tell you why right now, dude. He has the same. He's just like Matthew Stafford in the sense that he's not a bad quarterback. He was just on a shitty team. He deserves half of a decent chance. And I don't think he's going to get that in uh, Carolina, but it'll be a better situation than the Jets. Yeah. So when Zach Wilson has a better year than Darnold this year with much less weapons and on a worse team, I'm, I'm not saying record-wise the Jets are going to be better than the Panthers. I'm just saying Wilson's stat line will be much better. Okay. Um, you know, it, I'm, I'm not saying, he, you know, there's no way he's going to replicate the success he had last year with you know, 30, 33 touchdowns and three, only three interceptions. No, that won't be seen um, again. But you know, I I could I could see him. I I could see him throwing like a low thirties and touchdowns and you know interceptions because it's the NFL probably more around like the twelve to fifteen range. But um, you know, I I think the Jets will win a couple more games than they did last year. Uh, I think having Robert Sala in there as a coach now is going to help too. Yeah, that'll rather be than, uh, <laughs> rather than having Adam Gase's idiot ass. Okay, wait. Sidetrack. You're an NFL player. You walk into the locker room. You get a brand new head coach. It's either Bill O'Brien or Adam Gase. Who do you hope walks through that door? Neither. Well, yeah, but you got drafted to the team. This is going to be your head coach. You want Billy O'Brien or do you want Adam Gase? Who do you want to throw more interceptions for? (laughs) I'm demanding demanding a trade. Okay, yeah, that's all you can really do in that situation. Um, Well, all right. You think they'll have a better season than they did last year, but not a great season. With that being said, Noah, floor ceiling for the New York Jets. Um, I'll put their ceiling at three and fourteen, which is their ceiling. One win better than or their floor. Sorry, oh, their floor. I was about to say, Jesus Christ, what's their floor, dude? <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I, I don't. I see them improving by at least one win. Um, they got an extra game to do so, and. I'll put their ceiling at seven and 10. 
I think, you know, if, if everything's clicking, if Wilson has a good rookie campaign, if their defense improves by a little bit at least, which it should be a little bit better, you know, we could see, could see him bust off five, six, seven wins, I think. Yeah, we absolutely could. Just scares me. I'm looking at their schedule right now, dude, and it's just a lot of hodgepodge of um, not great teams, but not bad teams. Like, yeah, they have the Panthers week one, and then the Patriots, the Broncos, the Titans, and the Falcons before they're by. Ah, if I was to pick their record, I think at this point I got to go 5-12. and 12. I think they'll do better, but I think they're going to lose more games than they're going to win. And I think they're going to lose a lot more winnable games than they're going to win, if that makes sense. Like, if they're in control and stuff, I think they're going to have a lot more of a chance to lose those games than win them. So I'm going 5-12. and 12. I think you slam that under. Noah, what do you think their actual record is going to be? Uh, did you say they played Carolina week one? They do play Carolina week one, and I think they're taking a fat L. That would be so funny if if they just go in there, they beat them. Darnold has like three picks Jesus. against his old team. Then the argument's over. We only have to yeah. wait one week. Yeah, no argument. Season. All we got to no do argument. is wait, wait, wait one week, and if the Jets win that game, then Darnold, Darnold sucks. Yeah, we know and at that point. Anybody who's disagreed with me can just eat it. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll agree with you. I, I like him at five, five runs. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's and for the Jets, I think that's really respectable where they've been at the last couple of years. I think if they can rattle off five wins this year, um, I think that sets them up well for the next year. They still get a solid draft pick next year, and they can continue rebuilding. Um, now, let's talk about a team that I get a little bit more excited about for. I will say, though, I hate this team. I think I hate this team with my gut more than I hate the Packers. Um any guesses? It's the New York, it's the New England Patriots, obviously. This team, FAA, man. Bills, Buffalo Bills. AJ, AJ hates the Bills. I love the Bills. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare put that on me. <laughs> I love the Bills. I'm all about the Bills Mafia, man. I will jump through a table with them any day of the week. I promise you that. But the Patriots, somehow. So Bill Belichick last season, he has a bunch of people opt out. He has Tom Brady leave. His team is, falls apart. He throws in the towel last season. Cam Newton, after getting COVID, just wasn't the same quarterback. Shitty team. Shitty team. Everyone was like, the Patriots are dead. They're done. They're not going to do anything else. And then Belichick just decides to come out and whip out, like, dude, swear to God, I haven't seen a shopping spree like that since going to Fashion Square Mall and someone got dumped, like, and daddy gave them their credit card or some shit like that. Like, Bill, Bill Belichick just spent everything on everyone and just stacked his team. Not only that, he has so many people coming back out of um, opting out of that COVID season. Their defense is all the way back. Um, Personally, I just don't know if the Stefan Gilmore situation has been handled yet, but if that's the only question mark going into the season, the Patriots are looking solid. You got Cam Newton who's looking solid. You got Mac Jones, who was apparently from reports at camp looking solid. An offense that's ready to explode if given the right opportunity. Their over-under is nine wins to win the division, plus 370. Noah, I'm scared of the Patriots again. Why did it only take them a year? Why is Bill Belichick the fucking best? And why, dude, why are they going to make the playoffs this year? I'm done. I'm done. They're going to make the playoffs again, and I'm not happy about that. What are your thoughts on the Patriots, dude? Well, 
Yeah. I mean, just look at last year. They were never gone. Yeah. Still, Belichick somehow pulled a seven and nine record out of his ass with what he had last year. If that doesn't tell you enough, like, (laughs) like they on paper last year were so bad. You know, you you just terrible, terrible team up and down. You're like, you're like, how is this team gonna win more than two games? Yet Belichick almost pulled a 500 record out of that. And then, you know, like you said, he went, he went out and just spent all the money, all the money, dude, all the money, something, something he has never done with the Patriots, not once. And so they have that same seven and nine core coming back with a shit ton of added weapons for Cam Newton to throw to a bunch of defensive players that opted out coming back some you know new defensive faces this is gonna be a good team yeah it's gonna be a great team it's gonna be a fantastic team like and you know the the mastermind never left he just ended up with a a dog shit situation last year that he had actually made them look okay I don't want to say they look great, but they looked okay last year. Like, yeah, they they looked decent. Like, they didn't look bad. Like, when I would watch a Patriots game, it was never, oh, it's the Patriots. They're getting blown out. It's they have a chance. Maybe I should take the live line. You know, take them to cover some points. But well, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, you get that seven and nine record, but they were what a, a goal line stand away from beating Seattle. They were one bad Cam Newton fumble where if he switched the ball to his left arm instead of his right arm, they would have beat the Bills. Um, you know, they're, they had at least two or three games that were like down to the wire that they yeah. ended up losing. So uh, I, I think this year it's going to be a different story. They're going to be, they're going to be looking to prove something. And um yeah, I, I do think the Bills deserve to be the favorite in this division, but yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lock them in like like I think a lot of people are a lot of people are just eager to just lock the Bills in as the team that's gonna win this division, and I think they're gonna have some competition for it. You think the Patriots are that competition? Most likely, I do think if the Dolphins really are clicking. You know, I mean, I don't think the Dolphins will challenge for the division, but uh, the Dolphins could, you know, steal a game from the Bills, but I don't, I don't think they'll win the division. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do think the Patriots are going to do really good this season over under at nine. Um, I think Vegas has a good number there, but I think I'm leading more towards the over. Um, Noah, talking record now, floor ceiling, what are you looking at? Um, I, I honestly, given what Belichick did with what they had last year, I don't see them going worse than eight and nine this season. Yeah. Yeah. With all the improvements and everything. I, I think if they can, I I mean, and the, the huge, if here is quarterback play, if Cam Newton can elevate his play, to where he is allegedly capable of playing at, 
we could uh, we could see them win 12 or 13 games oh easily easily i really the do think is, that if cam newton's playing like he was last year and then he's struggling and mac jones comes in and he's struggling yeah that's where i'm more around like a 500 record but if everything's clicking like it it can i'm not saying it will but i'm saying if it's clicking like it can i can see them busting off 12 or 13 wins oh easily absolutely um i do think that they'll go over nine wins i think that's an easy bet to make um but no if you had a hundred dollars i'd take it to the bank lock it in take it to the bank honest to god that might be one of our locks of the season going in um but if you had to pick an actual record, you have hundred dollars. You have to pick their record right now. What are you looking at? Uh, eleven and six. Noah, wouldn't you know? That's the record I have too. I think they're going to do significantly better than last season. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division whatsoever. Um, but definitely in that competition for a wild card slot, um, slot with the addition of another team. I'm excited to watch this Patriots team. I do think that we're back to being the Patriots, being the Patriots. Um, I just think we might have to wait a year or two or something um, until we see them make another dominant playoff runs. And it might be when Tom Brady finally leaves um, football that we actually see them win another Super Bowl. Uh, Anything else on the Patriots or anything um, about them? Um, they, They really just need a quarterback is yeah. the way I see it at this point. And, you know, that's not to say that one of the quarterbacks that's on their roster right now can't step up and be that guy. So it's uh, it's just a matter of when they can get consistent quarterback playback. You know, knowing Belichick, he doesn't need a quarterback to be spectacular. I don't no. think Brady, most of his years in New England, was spectacular. He just he got, he got the job done and was consistent. Yeah, which makes him one of the best quarterbacks to ever live because he was consistent for that long, won that many rings. You're right, Noah. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, So glad that you finally came to that realization that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Uh, Anyway, moving on to a new quarterback that is um, looking to make another mark in this division and honestly has shown nothing but growth in his years in the NFL. Had an incredible season last season. Um, I'm talking, of course, about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Wow. I am excited, bro. I am so excited for this team. I think they're going to have one of the best divisions in football, period. Um, excuse me, the best records in football, period, this season. I think this team is poised for a big year. I think they're going to make a deep run. Honest to God, if I was the Chiefs, I'd be worried. I honestly think this is one of those teams that can dethrone the Chiefs from the AFC Championship game and take their spot in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs coming in last year was so big and really um, made that offense just that much more explosive. I'm excited to see what they can do this season with a real off season and being able to connect more. Their defense as well, super solid all season. Um, saw a couple cracks here and there, but nothing that was too major. Noah, am I right for being so excited about the Bills and thinking they're going to be one of the best teams in football this season? Well, I will say they'll be good for sure. My my one problem, and it's a pretty big issue I have, why they'll have no problem winning games, but making a deep playoff run and winning a Super Bowl, I don't think so. And that big major problem is they have 
no, and I mean absolutely fucking no running game and no run presence. Yeah. Which yeah, I'll give you that. They they didn't last year either, and no, they you know had a pretty good season. The problem is I just don't see them getting over that hump. I see them losing some games because they're so one dimensional on offense. Their running game is Josh Allen. He is their running game, and. You, Typically, there's problems when your quarterback is the bulk of your run game. Absolutely. I, I, I do agree with you with that. That is a big hole in their um, offense. But if my mind does serve me correctly, uh, like if my memory does, um, they have relatively rookie, like kind of newer running backs, right? Like we're not talking about some three, four-year vet year vet, are we? I'd have to do- double-check their jet- no, depth chart but- real quick. It's 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 not entirely about the running backs either. It's, um, I mean, it's definitely a big factor, but it's about you know uh, just running the ball in general. You know, your offensive line can be great for pass blocking, but if they don't open up good holes, I mean, trust me, I I saw this for so many years with the Packers, where we were still busting off you know 12, 13, 14 wins in a season, but then yeah. we just get bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs because. When you start playing good teams, you can't be one-dimensional. So running back. And so as good as I think the sorry, go ahead. as good as I think the Bills are going to be, I don't think they're going to be able to compete on the same level as your top dogs like you know Baltimore, um, Kansas City. Yeah, I can I can see that. I do. Um, they have Devin Singletary as their number one in their depth chart. Zach Moss behind him. Matt Brady, Breda, and Taiwan Jones. Um, so obviously not a lot of depth at running back. So Devin Singletary is definitely going to be there taking 40, 50 snaps a game. Um, they do need to develop the run. I think that would definitely help Josh Allen's play uh, with um, being able to do a, uh, why is the name slipping me, um, pass option and, and plays like that and stuff, RPOs. But with that being said, they're, pass game is so strong josh allen is such a good quarterback their receiving core is so strong i think that he can just dice up the defenses and looking at their schedule dude they honestly have a very light schedule not a defensive heavy schedule like they have a couple issues obviously running into the buccaneers the saints um and the chiefs but and even the Steelers, but even then, you know, you're playing against mostly the Dolphins, the football team, and the Texans, and the Jaguars all season. You're going to have a good record. Um, their over-under on wins is 11. Their, to win the division is minus 140. Noah, what do you see their floor ceiling be? And, um, yeah, well, let's, we'll start there and go elsewhere. Well, um, I, I, do, I do think 11 is a little low. Yeah. Um, I would probably take the over on that um i, I mean I, I don't i don't see him I, I mean i see him winning at least double digits the worst case yeah. scenario maybe I, I mean i expect them to have a little bit of regression this year from what they did last year mainly just you know division's going to be tougher um they definitely way overperformed expectations last year so i don't know I, I, but i would put their floor at 10 10 wins yeah i can see that um ceiling uh, because of that lack of run game 
I can maybe justify putting it at 14 and three, but I'm leaning more towards 13 and four. Okay. And then uh, my my pick for him is uh, I got him at I got him at 12 wins, 12 and five. 12 and five. Okay. I understand your concerns, like really I do with the running game and everything. However, they're the they're they're the second best team in the AFC. It's simple. It's that. It's Sheets Bills. I think they're getting out of this with uh, 15 wins, two losses. I think they go 15 and two on the season. I think they'll crush that over under at 11. That is insulting, honestly. I'm going to slam that over when I get the chance. But they're the second best team in um, football right now. 11 and 15 and two, excuse me. They're making it to the playoffs. They'll make a deep run. Um, I do think we'll they'll meet the Chiefs in the AFC championship game and we'll go from there and I think that's when the run game is really going to bite them in the ass we'll see I would not say they're the second best team in the AFC but who oh I've got them third behind Baltimore and Kansas City Kansas City one and Baltimore two I mean Baltimore's two really I do, yeah. Any particular reason, or are you just like their colors or something? Yeah, it's, yeah, man, just I love purple. No, no, I just, I, Baltimore's a more complete team. Well, we will see. We will see. Do the Bills and, um, Bills and Ravens don't play this season. Interesting. That'll be fun yeah, to see them in the playoffs. For the Ravens is, the only problem for the Ravens is trying not to get bounced by the Titans in the first round of the playoffs. That seems to be their kryptonite. Yeah! <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, it's starting to become a pattern, dude. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, that'll be crazy. It'll be a... The AFC East is one of the divisions I'm definitely more excited to watch uh, as we get closer to football season, oh, though, I will say. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, this this will be a fun division. Yeah, a lot more fun than the uh, AFC least. Um, but with that being said, Noah, you know, looking forward to that anything this week um, before we get into preseason action this weekend? Um, you looking forward to any baseball? I know we're in the dog days of that where it kind of looks like the winners are going to win and your teams are obviously suck because it's the Diamondbacks and the <laughs> Twins. So <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking forward to this um, week, bro? Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully Byron Buxton getting back with the twins. Um, God, he's only been out for, I can't even remember. I was, you know, 16 years old last time he was playing a healthy game. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. That stuff's shaping up. I'm excited to watch the preseason, you know. Oh, absolutely. Not, absolutely. not super excited, but you know, I'll turn it on and might bet on a couple of the games just to make it interesting. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to watch some baseball sometime. <laughs> oh, know, I was talking about preseason for NFL. Oh, for the NFL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm telling but you, yeah, the Bears. Baseball, too, you know, you never know. Do whatever. Yeah, well, if you are betting on baseball out there, just uh, bet against the Diamondbacks. I'm sure you'll make a shit ton of money doing that because they can't string together wins to save their life. Um I will say, Noah, one thing I'm kind of excited for, Summer League is here uh, for the NBA. It seems like no matter what we do, we can't get away from basketball, no matter how much we want to. But it's here. It's in Vegas. Um, obviously, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I can't 
turn on ESPN. I can't get on Twitter. I can't get on anything without seeing Leangelo Ball just doing something insane. Like, I don't know what the, where this Ball brother has been, but he is tatted up and he is ready to ball up in the NBA. See him getting called up as soon as possible. Um, did he get drafted this year, or is he just in the G League? Do you know? No, he's in the G League. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we have at least one, two more years until he can play? Or how does that G League or, shit work? I'm know. so confused I... with all that. No, Because I know LaMelo went to Europe, right, for two years. Well, so did, so did Leangelo. Oh, did he? Okay, so he went but he, there for two years, and now he's but, playing G League? That kind of confuses me, because unless something changed, I mean, dude's been dog shit. Like, that's been the whole narrative. He's like the ball brother. He's the, he's the ugly duckling of the ball brothers. Like, well, he sure as hell looks like, like it, dude. Jesus Christ. We should take a look at him. He needs a better <laughs> stylist, bro. Like, Lon- Lonzo and LaMelo were like five stars, four stars, whatever. I think Leangelo was like a low three star. And wow. Bro, well, he he was um he was supposed to go to UCLA. Um, he's like a year younger than Lonzo. Right. And then he wasn't even gonna be start. He wasn't even gonna be a starter at UCLA. He wasn't good enough to even be a starter. So then he just decided to go to like Europe instead. I don't know. Now he's in the summer league trying to make a roster. I I mean, unless something drastically has changed, I don't think he'll be playing on an NBA roster at any point. It could just be, you know. ESPN, there's nothing really to talk about on the basketball unless you want to talk about the geriatric Lakers, you know, and their retirement home. But uh, that's really the only thing going on. So it could just be ESPN taking the one-two plays that he makes and making it a big deal because I believe he signed to the Hornets. And that's who – no, Lonzo now plays for the Bulls. Who that? Who does Lamella play for? Uh, he plays for the Hornets. Right, yeah, the Charlotte Hornets. I want to say that Leangelo is signed to the Hornets, and that might be why they're making a big deal of it. See two of the Ball brothers on the same court. Um, but I'd rather watch Lamelo and Lonzo. I mean, yeah, Lamel. No, yes, Lamelo and Lonzo. These names are so confusing. Way too many L's going on. But either way, um, I will say I'm glad that I haven't heard nothing out of LeVar in years since Lonzo entered. I really thought we would hear a lot more from him when LaMelo went off last season and had an unbelievable rookie year. But he stayed quiet. We haven't seen any more of those ugly shoes. Um, do you think he's done? Do you think we're going to hear from him again? Or do you think he's going to He realize that he needs to let his kids play and kind of do the talking? I mean, I don't think he's just going to, like, disappear off into the sunset and never be heard from again. But it's not going to be like, you know, when, when Lonzo was a freshman in college and, like, playing well and then, like, all the hype about being, like, going early in the draft. I mean, it definitely peaked then and then there have been some other stuff. But, like I said, I don't think he's going to fully disappear completely, but probably won't hear a ton from LeVar anymore. Maybe Did just you- sporadic here and there. Could you imagine that, like, I remember playing Little League and stuff and, like, listening to these dads talk about their kids, like, oh, yeah, my kid's going to hit, like, seven home runs this year. My kid's the best and stuff. But could you imagine that pressure on a professional stage where literally your livelihood is based off of those stats and everything? Like, what if these teams took LeVar's word and then Lonzo doesn't put up 50 points of games? Like, he just gets bounced from the league and he has to go work as a 
clerk somewhere because he has no other skills to play basketball. Like, that's got to be so shitty to be those kids and having your dad have such a big mouth. Like, that's awful. I feel bad for him. I really do. I mean, it's uh, expert marketing. True. True. You could not get Lonzo Ball off of your screen to save your life when he was a rookie to save your like it was unbelievable Andy had those ugly ass shoes dude do you remember those big baller brand big baller brand I think when we were at U of A I saw like three people wearing those shoes in the gym like it was it was rough it's ridiculous it really is it really is but uh, anything else for uh, the DGENs at home, Noah? Um, you know, countdown to football season, baby. Cannot oh, we're wait. Almost there. Every I second know we it's get tough, closer. But hang in, hang, in, hang in there. We almost got football back. We almost do. Coming back September Life. 9th with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers handing their first loss. Well, handing the Cowboys their first loss, obviously. Um. Yeah, that's really all I got as well. Uh, please give us a listen on Spotify, Degenerate Takes. Give us a search. Honest to God, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we are there. Um, Breaker, anywhere, really. We're, we're there. We're a podcast. Give us a listen. Also, like, share, and subscribe. It does really help us out. Um, and as we like to say, keep we, we partying. We are a podcast. Huh? I said yes, we are a podcast. We, we are a podcast in case people... Uh, forget that <laughs> uh, but yeah keep partying on and we'll be back on uh, Thursday with a look at um, NFL preseason football some hot takes some hot bets and a deep dive into another division of NFL football have a great rest of your week and we'll see you Thursday <laughs>